Today is World Mission Sunday in the Anglican Church, and we have spent the weekend in conversation about mission. Uh, the Friday night and Saturday morning, we, were, we had Ryan and Stephanie Robinson with Combeat Haiti and uh, just uh, really entered into this really sweet conversation, challenging conversation about what is missions and how can we be better partners in mission as the church. And, uh, and so I'm grateful for that. Uh, today we're talking about World Mission Sunday. We're also making it very practical by having local ministry partners with us in our service today and out on the pavilion. And after the service, we want to invite you. We've got food. We've got plenty of food. Well, the kids have a table. They have plenty of food. Uh, well, we know how that and uh, But the organizations that we partner with on a regular basis are out there. And we just invite you to join into that conversation to find out who they are. Uh, these are folks that we support on a regular basis through the strength of giving to this church. Uh, and um, and we're, just, we're grateful they've taken the time to be here with us. And uh, we just want to be better partners and make you aware of and then uh, they also have some opportunities for you as well and volunteer if you're looking for places just to put in some time and connect with people. We are also in the season of Epiphany. And it's been a season where we talk about the revealing of God's glory and the unveiling of who Jesus is along the way. And been that season for me, and I've really rejoiced in this and been grateful for it. Do I need to switch? No problems. All right. That, that, well, that works. All right. Thank you. And uh, I've been reflecting on our weekly readings through, um, through Epiphany and, and walked with this time, and I'm grateful for it because there's just been this sense in my own life of this this unfolding of God's glory in my own life. And I, I really have come with this prayer of I want to just keep walking with this increasing awareness of his presence in my life. A few weeks ago, our text was 1 Samuel 3, and Father Taylor preached on that passage. Samuel, in this passage, is learning to hear the voice of the Lord. And that text has a place where I learned that God is always wanting to communicate with his people we're just not always listening. Don't shout me down. And we just learn how we need to be tuned in to his voice. Last week, our gospel reading was in Mark 1, where Jesus confronted the demoniac in the synagogue. And here we see the unfolding of his glory and the revealing of his glory even more as he's beginning his ministry. And there is the proclamation of the gospel and the demonstration of the gospel. He came, he taught with authority, and he dealt with the demonic with authority. When Jesus shows up, things happen. You glad about that? I'm glad about that. He taught as one having authority, and he acted with authority when he cast out the demon, and his glory was unfolding more. So I carried this question, how can we learn to be people of the presence of God? And this week we have World Mission Sunday, and I listened to Father Gabe's message from last week as he preached from 1 Corinthians 8, and the challenge to us was to have friendship 
in a world that is bent in separating us with our anger. And what a powerful way to reflect when it comes to not only how we relate to people in the body of Christ, but to the world around us as well. How do we walk in the glory of the Lord, in his unfolding, his revealing in this world? How do we carry the power of the kingdom of God to those who are near us, to those who we may not necessarily like, and to those who are very different from us? And I don't just mean Presbyterians, okay? How do we show his glory to the marginalized of the world and to those who have never heard the gospel yet? In this season, I've, ter- I've carried those kinds of questions with me and I want his glory ever unfolding before me and through me. A few months ago, I preached on a passage from Matthew 10 and I used these three phrases. Be, go and be, come and see. Be, go and be, come and see. I use those in relation to how we walk in this world and how we communicate the gospel with those who aren't following Jesus. Too often when it comes to how we share the gospel, we go right to, y'all come to church now. Come and see. We need to start with B. Who are we in Christ? Are we walking with Christ? We need his glory to unfold in our own lives. And then we take who we are and we go be with others. We are in someone else's life. As Father Gabe said last week, we are there to be a friend, not win an argument. We don't invite them to us. We go to them. It is important and vital that we learn proximity is everything. Be with people. Why? Because we have a God who was with us. Aren't you glad we just didn't have to worry about like all the other gods around that you have to hopefully make sure you get cleaned up a little bit and then present yourself and hopefully he accepts your sacrifice. Instead, we have a God who sent Jesus to manifest who God is among us. He was with us. Anybody glad about that today? I am. It's just, we, we have to learn that we don't have to worry about what we go and do. It's just go and be. We aren't called to try to figure out what to say. It's just be with people as you are with Christ and in their lives and in the context of their life situation. Then when others see the glory of God in you, they may start asking questions. And then you may want to say, come and see. Acts holds to that pattern, and we're going to be in Acts 1 for our text this morning. Uh, Acts holds to that pattern. The apostles went, the believers went, Deacon Philip went to Samaria. He was with a group of people that the Jews and Jewish Christians in Jerusalem didn't really care to be seen with. He was in Christ with the Samaritans. 
And this is all very helpful to me in Epiphany because we see Jesus continuing to unfold his glory to his disciples. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 3, we see that Jesus presents himself to his disciples by many convincing proofs. And for 40 days, he taught about the kingdom of God. I have a feeling the disciples who kind of didn't pay too close of attention for three and a half years, probably had notebooks out and pens ready for the 40 days that Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God. It's like, oh good, he's gonna do this again. And they're paying attention and he's unfolding and revealing the kingdom to them. And then he calls them to wait. He calls them to wait for power. They might've asked, what power? <laughs> and he, he might've said, oh, You'll know. I'm glad he didn't start with Americans because our question would be, how long we have to wait? Oh, you'll know. The invitation is to come aside and to be with him. And then the invitation in Acts 1.8, go and be. Jesus did not say, go and do witnessing. He said, go and be. One of the struggles we have in doing mission, whether it's here or overseas, is we have this incredible need to go and do something. And Jesus says, go and be. Be with me and be with them. And let's see what happens. Go and be my witnesses. We get nervous about evangelism some gospel plan that we think we have to share and we're afraid we're going to get it wrong and they'll reject us and we'll send them to hell. I mean, that's a lot of weight to carry, you know. Years ago, I was taught one of the most powerful lessons I could ever learn from a, a Christian leader. He'd been a pastor and a leader in other organizations. He said this, if you're walking with Jesus and you're walking with someone else who doesn't know Jesus yet, they're following Jesus. It's just at a different distance. That has been the most freeing thing in my life. I have been with some incredible people who are so not like me. And I have learned from them. They have learned from me. And because of that, I've been in some in amazing situations where the gospel began to work in their lives. Jesus did not say, go and do evangelism. He said, go and be. Who you are with me, go be with them. And then the question, go where? Now notice what we often imply when I read what Jesus said this particular way. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then the remotest parts of the earth. Now we don't ever say it that way, but we often imply it by our actions. There are some folks that are all about, we got to go to the hardest areas of the world. We got to go to the unreached and whatever's happening here just doesn't matter too much. We need to be, everybody needs to be going out. And there are other people who will think, why should we care about, care about someplace or worry about someplace in Asia when we have so much to do here? But what does Jesus say? Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the remotest parts of the earth. In other words, we are capable in the power of the Spirit to walk and chew gum at the same time. 
That's good news. We don't have to worry about here, then here, then here. It's that with our giftings and our callings, there are places that we belong. Now go there and be there. Across the street, across the ocean, you need to be. When you're walking with someone who doesn't know Jesus, they are following him. It's just at a different distance. And here's the caution I just want to put on front of you is that we can get nervous about the going part, and so we just want to be at the be part all the time. We become eternal students of being. And that's not the pattern that Jesus had, is it? They were with him, and he sent them out and said, come back and tell me how it went. And then they were with him, and then he sent them back out, and he said, come back and tell me how that went. It's a perpetual learning. Be then go and be. We have guests with us today who represent among us this picture in Acts 1.8, and these are partners that we have in mission with Church of the Apostles. And those of you that are with us this morning with those organizations, if you would just please stand. They are here as partner organizations, and after the service, please go to their tables on the pavilion and, and talk to them and see what they're doing, and, and they might have some volunteer opportunities, and if you're looking for places to enter in to be with folks, these are the opportunities. These are folks we're partners with. This is what the strength of your giving helps us with in, these, in the lives of these folks day after day, week after week, month after month, and we're so grateful for them to be here. Would you, Church of the Apostles, please welcome our guests this morning. Thank you all. Thank you. These are folks that can put you in proximity with those that need it and need your presence. We have other partners that are overseas. And again, I invite you to go to our webpage on the church's page. If you go to ministries, the drop-down menu will take you to missions and you can see all the partnerships that we have and click onto their sites to see what they're doing. We have partners who are here doing the work and being Jesus in our Jerusalem and our Judea. Those who work with kids, with teen girls, with the marginalized, with the hungry, with those needing health care, and on and on. We also have Dwellmobile with us, which is a picture of Samaria for us. They, they work with folks who are local geographically, but there's the distance of language and cultures. They work with immigrants and refugees coming to the Mobile area. We also have the representation of the ends of the earth with Combeat Haiti. Ryan and Stephanie share, shared with us Friday night and, and Saturday morning about being in partners in mission. And Haiti is an ends of the earth example. You have to go, very literally. And the language is different and the culture is all of it's different. But the places that we get to go or we get to send people. In a couple of weeks, we have Matt Riley with us, and he's got, we're going to have lunch and the opportunity for you to have lunch with him in the commons, uh, and we'll communicate that to you. But he's in France with his family working with churches there, and you can have a chance to be with someone who is with people in another part of the world. And again, we don't neglect any part of what the Lord calls us to do. We're witnesses where we are and where we go and where we can help others go. And this is the great 
opportunity and the great invitation given to us in this season. Let God's glory unfold in greater ways in our lives. Let us be with Jesus and let us go and be. Maybe it's to volunteer with one of these organizations. Maybe it's to talk to a neighbor that hasn't been really nice to you or you to them, but we won't talk about that. Um, Find ways to be present with others that aren't necessarily like you and see where the Spirit may take it. My greatest joys continue to be when I am with people not like me and watching the Spirit work. In, those, in all of those years, I have learned that when I am really with people who are not like me, I have loved Jesus more and I have loved people more. I have been able to sit with an imam in a moment where he was questioning Islam because I was with him and I had been with him for years. And I watched a little bit of the glory of God start to unfold into his life. We will also look to keep expanding. We want to put together missions teams that will go to other places to learn, to be, not to do. We will keep adding missions partners here and in other places of the world. There are friends working in cultures and places I can't even name publicly because they are in very sensitive areas of the world. Areas that we too often would write off as they're just too hard to to the Spirit, but the Spirit is doing something new in places like that. And these friends in those hardest places are simply being being Jesus as they go to be with others. We can go with friends like that in prayer. And maybe you're called to intercessory prayer for folks like that. And we can get a group together to have intercessory needs given to you that you would carry to the Lord. In all of this, isn't the Lord good? Isn't the Lord good? That he is with us. And we can be with him and be with others and watch something happen. Watch what he'll do in the unfolding of his glory in this season. Let us be with Jesus. Let us go and be with others. Get connected. In a world that is bent on making us mad and shoving people away, let's live in kingdom power and go be with others. And then as his glory flows through us and people begin to notice, they may ask just how Is this happening? And that may be the time we can say with gladness, come and see. Remember, if you are in the life of someone not following Jesus, just know that you being with them makes them a follower as well. It's just at a different distance. Let's pray. Lord, I'm grateful I'm grateful for the partners and mission that you have given us that have joined us this morning, their work, the work that they do in so many areas of our life, our society, our culture, areas of need where they're touching lives and your kingdom is coming. 
Lord, I'm so grateful for what you're doing in the life of the Church of the Apostles and how we are responding to your goodness to us to be faithful in giving out and partnering with these friends. Lord, help us to increase our presence in this community in Baldwin County and around the world. You are good. Help us, Lord, in this season of epiphany to let your glory unfold and let us walk with that unfolding glory in our lives. Let it come to us, in us, and through us. In Jesus' great name, amen.